0: welcome Welcome to to the ghosties Ghosties podcast Podcast. i'm christina a psychic medium and i'm missy a medium in training we We are besties who look for ghosties ghosties.
1: join us as we go on our paranormal investigations ghost hunting trips and crossing over earthbound spirits along the way this Is is ghosties Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast.
0: (laughs) I don't think we have to introduce ourselves every time, but we're going to. I know. Well,
1: I'm Christina. And I'm Missy. And this is the Ghosties Podcast. Yes. So we are talking about cryptids and the Mothman in particular today. Christina, what are cryptids? (laughs) (laughs) What is a cryptid? All right. So from what I could find... um, The technical definition of a cryptid is an animal whose existence is unsubstantiated, such as the Mothman, Bigfoot, Loch Ness, etc. Chupacabra. Chubacabre. <laughs> I can't roll my arms like Chubacabre. that. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's um, what isn't technically. Isn't a Goatman
0: too somewhere or something? There's that's, all kinds.
1: Yeah. I think some of these things too kind of like blend with local legend and lore that's already existing. Right. Um, the Loch Ness Monster always creeped me out as a child. Me too. And even going
0: on the ride at Bush Gardens in <laughs> that when you go through that tunnel. <laughs> Sorry if you've never been to Busch Gardens, which most of you probably have, but you go through that tunnel and like, you can see the lit up tail. It always, especially at I night, know. it gave me a, like, that's where anxiety started for me. <laughs> 10
1: years old, Loch Miss Monster, <laughs> Bush Gardens. There we go. That we can pinpoint it to that. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, like I, for Virginia, I think that, um, because supposedly there's cryptids for like every state. Um, okay. I didn't realize that. supposedly yeah supposedly there is and some of them from what i understand like overlap like there's champ from lake champlain i believe that's how you say it um that's actually uh it looks similar to the loch ness but it's here Okay, um, I've been to Lake
0: Champlain. When I went to Vermont, okay, did you swim in there? I did not. Okay, um, well, good I was thing. also like thirty some weeks pregnant. Oh but gosh, I've seen it from
1: afar. Oh gosh, well, well
0: kind of. Anyways, apparently
1: Anyways. there's there's a cryptid in Lake Champlain named Champ. Well, that I ex- think I think that's, that's it's who a, Champ is.
0: It's kind of. Have you been to Vermont? No. Off topic. It's really. It is cute. There is a lot of maple syrup. Like everything is made really. So, yeah. So it's that's true. <laughs> Um, but you definitely have like a, you could get snatched in the woods kind of feeling by something not human. It's, it's interesting. I didn't, I wasn't out of the car much, but, um, I definitely, yeah, And I could see now that I'm thinking about, we went to this restaurant that was right on Lake Champlain and I was like,
1: Nice, interesting. If you guys hear the little pitter patter of feet, it's a cryptid. Us. Yeah, <laughs> her name is Ruby. Yes, that's yeah. right. It's Ruby walking around. We've talked
0: of her before. Yes, if yes. you've listened
1: to our intro. <laughs> Anyways, so anyway, so um, these different cryptids, uh, from what I understand, I think some of them kind of blend with you know local lore and legend that's already existing. Um. So, like, Virginia has uh the Bunny Man. Oh yeah. Um, and I think it goes hand in hand with the Bunny Man Bridge up in Northern Virginia. Right. Um, they used to see the Bunny Man kind of hanging around the bridge. Um, I think there was even a rumor that he was hung from the bridge. If I remember correctly. Yes. I remember us talking about that. Yeah. Because remember
0: Jackson, my son. When I walked to the certain part of my neighborhood where it's wooded, he always would look back there. This was before he had many words in his vocabulary and he would say something about bunny and I'm like, I don't, there are no rabbits. Yeah. (laughs) That we could see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah. I remember that. Me and you referenced the bunny man and I was like, oh,
1: we're never walking here again. I remember that. (laughs) And we're done. It was an interesting walk. And scene. (laughs) So we had a couple of, um, citing stories, uh, related to Mothman, um, that we were going to read here. And then we're just going to talk, um, just about maybe our own theories if we wanted to about what Mothman is. We could do that in between the stories, I think, but we're going to start with the most famous, which is the Point Pleasant West Virginia stories.
0: AKA, if you've seen Mothman prophecies, this is what you will know about. Yes.
1: So, uh. In Point Pleasant, West Virginia, this took place on November the 15th in 1966. So two couples from Point Pleasant, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary, I am I'm hoping pronouncing her last name, it's Millette, um, Millay, uh told police that they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when the car's headlights picked it up. They described it as a large flying man with 10-foot wings following Mm. their car while they were driving in an area outside of town known as the TNT area. Nope. (laughs) Don't like that. I know, right? The former World War II uh, munitions plant. During the next few weeks, other people reported similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen who saw it and said that it was a large bird with red eyes. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an an, the, an unusually large heron. He termed it a shite poke. <laughs> I was looking at that word going, ooh. A shite poke. That's a fun one.
0: Okay. Somebody's going to comment one day when we're famous and have a million listeners and be like, that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> so we understand that we
1: don't know our words sometimes. I know. Sorry about us. Sorry. Um, so he termed it a shite poke. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry about that. Robbie agrees. It says, Contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed his flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors Mm. and blamed the buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German Shepherd dog on the creature. So this guy totally believed that this creature... That he didn't really know how to describe, snatched his dog away. Yes. Um, I remember watching a documentary about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It's interesting, too, because um, from what I've heard, like in the UFO um, community or like, you know, the UFO following, um, missing dogs apparently are like one of the signs of UFO abductions. Yeah. From what I understand. Now, I don't know about the validity of that, but it's interesting that it kind of follows that same yeah line um it says after december the 15th 1967 the collapse of the silver bridge and the death of 46 people the incident of mothman gave rise to the legend and connected the mothman sightings to the bridge collapse so i guess they you know had a theory that the mothman was there as a warning or a right. precursor to it and he was there for quite some time before it right i think it was a month okay um prior okay
0: Mm-hmm. I think the... Or a year prior. I thought it was a year, but I never know based on the movie versus the documentary. Yeah. There's just some little differences, but of course,
1: you know, Hollywood, they're going to make everything a little more yeah, extra. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So it looks like a year, I guess. Yeah. Um, like almost a year and a month to the day. There's Yeah, and there's a lot more into that as far
0: as like people were having dreams about that bridge collapse and so it's just yeah the whole story is it gives you goosebumps I watched the movie with um Mike my husband the other night because I hadn't seen it Mm -hmm. since it came out Mm -hmm. so I was like you know what if we're gonna do an episode on Mothman I want to watch the movie and then I'm like wait a minute did this stuff really happen Uh so I feel like I actually kind of put myself in reverse and Oh, it like, it meshed. The, yeah, because mm-hmm. i would watched the documentary right before, and I'm like, mm, it mm-hmm. could be right, but mm-hmm. it's interesting either way. It's a good movie. Yeah, You should watch it. Y'all. So, <laughs> y'all. Um. Yeah, so there was also, they've had Mothman sightings in Russia, mm-hmm. and it says, according to the legend, rumors went through the ranks of Chernobyl. Prior to the disaster, that five employees had seen a large, dark, headless creature with gigantic wings and fire red eyes. So it sounds like the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Chernobyl employees begin sharing strangely similar experiences. Some had horrifying nightmares, while others received threatening phone calls. Oh my calls gosh! There. Which is kind of interesting because I know in Mothman Prophecies they talk about the phone calls that people got that w- it sounded like other people. Yes. I don't know. So there's the weird phone call thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this, these are some quotes from some of the people. Um, I think it was the same person. Sorry. Uh, The second account I've heard of this story comes from 2007, which says that people in and around the power plant begin to experience a series of strange events revolving around sightings of a mysterious creature Also described as a large, dark, and mutated creature with large wings and piercing red eyes. Oh my gosh. People affected by the phenomena also experienced nightmares and had first-hand encounters with the winged beast. Jeez. Some of the workers reported their bizarre experiences to supervisors of the facility, but there was very little these officials could do even if they'd been willing to take action. Wow. Um, then in April, disaster struck. Uh, struck at the nuclear plant, which obviously was the Chernobyl. Oh my disaster. gosh! Yeah. So that's very interesting that these are two, you know, different scale disasters. But that the he was he it was seen right you know, beforehand.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently with the Russian sighting, um, they called it the Blackbird of Chernobyl. Oh, okay. Um. I don't know if they did that before or after the fact, but they they still call it that from what huh. I understand. That's yeah. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. The giant blackbird. bird. You know I, mean.
1: I know. Um, so this one is from uh, 9-11, actually. I had no idea about this. this I didn't is crazy. either. Um, it said, Following the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center on September the 11th, 2001, rumors emerged that witnesses reported seeing a large crane-like figure in the vicinity of the towers five days oh, prior wow. to the attack. Wow. That's crazy. That gives me goosebumps.
0: I know cuz that's like our, you know, that's a major thing that we went through. Yeah.
1: That's our Pearl Harbor, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Um it says it'd been 31 years since any such sighting of Mothman in North America had occurred on the day of the at- the horrific attack. Mothman was reported to have appeared again, some claiming that they could see his face through the clouds of smoke mm. and debris. That's not creepy at all. Uh, yeah. Um, there's actually a picture, too. I'll have to find it and post it to Ghosties um, later today because there was a picture. Now, whether it's real and factual enough, or actually factual, I'm not sure, but it shows the Mothman. Um, it was when one of the towers was collapsing. Oh, And wow. he's up kind of like back in you know like the backdrop but it does look like a big i need to see that
0: yeah
1: (gasps) oh i know (laughs) that's weird
0: i know um there was another sighting of mothman um it was noted at the site of a bridge collapse the i-35 bridge collapse Mm -hmm. so this is another bridge collapse um that i've repeated myself three times saying bridge collapse (laughs) At rush hour on August 1st, 2007, a bridge on Interstate 35 in Minneapolis, Minnesota gave way at its center. That is one of my biggest fears. Me too. When I ride over all the bridges around here, I'm like, one day. I always hope
1: this is <laughs> one it. One day. <laughs> I always hold my breath going oh. over the crates.
0: And then I, I think, what would I do? And I'm like, I'm never prepared. You know how they have those videos? Like, this is how you survive if your car goes over a bridge into the water. I. I probably have watched 85 videos and I don't remember any of it because my mind just goes to complete panic and I'm like, listen, if my car uh, goes over into
1: the water, then Jesus take me home because I, I m- my much. nerves will be shot for the rest of my I life. I also think about the
0: grossness in the water. Oh yeah. Like what is in there? <laughs> Nessie. <laughs> I know, right? The Norfolk Nessie, you know? I know, right? yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm taking away from this story. So, yes, August 1st, 2007, a bridge on Interstate 35 in Minneapolis gave way at its center. 13 people died and nearly 145 were injured in its fall. Oh, my gosh. Reports trickled in that a Mothman-like figure started appearing near the bridge about a month prior. Oh, my gosh. If we start seeing a Mothman around here, Christina, I'm never going (laughs) to be able to come see you. I'm sorry (laughs) because there are too many bridges and it's too dangerous i don't
1: understand sorry ruby, ruby
0: agrees um and it's just too much to risk i'm not going through any tunnels no i'm not going over any bridges i'm gonna be
1: at home <laughs> ruby concurs yes going nowhere
0: <laughs> i can't i can't chance it
1: i know i know it's too so much So i need
0: to know if you dream about the Mothman. if your spirit guides tell you about him i need to be aware because i'm gonna be home
1: I'm not afraid of no mothman. We're
0: going to have to do our YouTube videos via Zoom, separate explorations, like whatever we got to do. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I'm not either. afraid of the mothman. I'm afraid of the bridge collapse. <laughs> I don't want to go out like that. Listen, like I said, if I go off a bridge, just Jesus, take me home. I just, that gives me such anxiety. I'm starting to sweat and I'm having, <laughs> my heart rate is elevating right now. So we have- stop at least the next story we have is about the swine flu and not a bridge collapse
1: I yes hope. all right so this is from the swine flu outbreak in mexico so on april the 10th 2009 residents of la junta in yes. mexico in mexico uh or excuse me in the mexican state of chihuahua chihuahua it uh, looks like chihuahua to me
0: ruby sorry
1: ruby, about her yeah sorry about her Residents of the Mexican state of Chihuahua began noticing a strange creature in their midst. He was very tall and hairy. Like my
0: husband? Just kidding.
1: I'm kidding. So. I'm just kidding. He's not very tall though. (laughs) Wait, are you talking about my husband or (laughs) (laughs) yours? Well, (laughs) it's. Ruby's offended. (laughs) Hey. Oh man. Sorry.
0: And we're back. Sorry about us. Sorry. Okay. so Ruby
1: concurred. Yes. Um, all right. Swine all right. So I'm flu. just going to start back and start over on the swine flu. Um So on April the 10th, 2009, residents of La Junta in the Mexican state of Chihuahua. It looks like Chihuahua. So it sorry does. about me if it it's does. not. <laughs> began noticing a strange creature in their midst. He was very tall and hairy with two expansive <laughs> wings and wide bloodshot eyes. Yes, just like both of our husbands. <clears throat> <laughs> Love um, them. The hairy part, that is. (laughs) One young student even reported that the creature chased him relentlessly. Those were 15 minutes of maximum despair, said Mm. the student, who chose to remain anonymous during the interview. I would have passed out. Same. It was during (laughs) this time that the area began to see a rise in swine flu cases tied to the ongoing 2009 outbreak. Two other witnesses by the names of Angela Mendez and Vivian Ledesma. Viviana. Oh, sorry. Viviana Ledesma. The Desma? No. Oh, sorry. We hope. Yeah. We apologize. Claim to have heard the creature in an apple orchard near M- Minyaka Cemetery? Rude. Yeah.
0: Apple orchard? You're like picking apples and here's this awful. What does it sound like?
1: I, true. <clears throat> Some believers theorize that the creature terrifying the residents of Chihuahua was, the, in fact, the Mothman.
0: Well, that makes sense. Interesting. So, I'm going to throw
1: one at you here that we don't
0: have in our notes. Okay. You may have heard about it. Okay. I remember hearing about it now because it's been very recent. Okay. Chicago, 2019. Stop it. Did you look at that at all? No. Okay. Well, and here's what I didn't know because there was no... Technically, there was no giant disaster after it except the one that we've been in for all of 2020. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, there... The story of it is that um, a 15-year United States Postal Service veteran encountered a tall, red-eyed winged creature after work at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport in, I think it was said October? Oh my god. October or, either September or October of 2019. So this was just over a year ago. Just before... Yeah. The new year. And I looked, and, you know, they're saying, I looked up to see when officially it says the first cases of COVID were in Chicago, and it says January, but they actually believe it was there before then.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) I know. Goosebumps. Oh, my God. It gave me goosebumps. So, she says... I had just left work at the USPS sorting facility at O'Hare Airport about 11 p.m. on Thursday, the 24th of September, which was 2019, and was walking out to my car when I saw something standing at the far end of the parking lot where I usually park. Oh, wow. At first, I thought it was a very tall person with a long coat. As I got closer to my car, I unlocked my car, which caused my headlights to come on. My headlights hit the person standing about 20 to 25 feet from my car, causing it to turn and look right at me. I saw that this was not some person, but some red-eyed creature, and what appeared to be a coat were actually oh wings, gosh. which it spread out as it turned to look at me. Oh, my God. <laughs> at first, I thought it was some kind of very, very large bird, but i have never seen any bird, bird that stood almost seven feet tall. I'm 5'4", and this thing looked taller than me by at least two feet. This thing then started making some type of chirping sound, almost a half-chirp and a half-click like someone was clicking their tongue, but much, much faster. It then made some type of screeching sound and took off running towards me. (sighs) I would have passed out. (laughs) It got to within 10 feet of me and took off in the air and flew above me. She said I was screaming hysterically as I crouched down behind car's open open door, maybe the car's open door, and I I dived into my car dived into my car? Dove. Dove into my car. <laughs> I'm reading this, sorry. Um, iHorror.com, thank you. Um, head first, I was in a near panic as I tried to start the car, close and lock the doors, and turn on my interior lights. I started my car and took off out of the parking lot and flew down the road till I hit the main road. Got home and told my husband, who also works at the same facility, and he was the one who told me about the sightings of this thing. She said, oh, I was scared, and I hope to never see this thing again. <gasps> Oh, my gosh. Although it's hard to tell what the USPS workers saw that night, it sure sounds a lot like the Mothman. So this would have been 2019, COVID-19. And months before. It allegedly came, but they're all, they have been saying for a while that they think, you know, the coronavirus was already in the United States before 2020. Oh
1: my mm-hmm.
0: God! Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, good find. I had to throw you. that in there. <laughs>
1: You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. That was a good one. Yeah. I think that was better than my story. I don't know. But... I
0: don't think so. But I think it's very like because it's been a while since well, I guess 2007 or whatever 2009 for that swine flu outbreak. Yeah. But you know, there haven't been a lot of sightings, so it's interesting. We have this giant. World pandemic going on, and there's fighting. Yeah.
1: So then that begs the question Is it something that comes? Is Mothman like a warning? Is it here to, you know, is it like an omen of something bad?
0: Well, my thing is I mean, an omen sounds like the correct term because it's, it omens seem scary, you know, like mm-hmm. very dark, but like. If 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 people all bought into it and really believed it and trusted it, mm-hmm. then I think it would be really awesome because it's like, hey, something's about to go down. But how do we know what's about to go down? You know what right, I mean? Right, I mean, right. You can't prepare for anything. So this giant thing is just terrorizing people, right? Scaring people, and you don't know if something's going to happen. Is it a bridge collapse? Is it a pandemic? You know,
1: what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen? Yeah, that's know. very interesting. Yeah. It would be interesting to look and see uh, and compare the different areas that these sightings have popped up and see if they cluster together. Right. I mean, obviously, Mexico does not cluster with right. the rest, but. But, well, um, there's going to be a
0: time that we're going to talk about um, the Kentucky Goblins. Yes. And there's a whole thing that we're kind of referring to about like this, what is it, line of
1: caves or Oh yeah, it's the the mammoth cave systems I think. That run in a certain
0: area across the United States or something and so they're all interconnected. So yes. it'd be interesting to see if there's some kind of connection like you're saying about all these places. Yes.
1: And I just thought of this too. Um remember <clears throat> so when we talk about the the uh Kentucky goblins, those are some of the cryptids that have been reported for um, Kentucky. And if you haven't watched it already, there's an amazing documentary. Um, it's a two-part documentary called Hellier. Um, and they, it's a bunch of paranormal investigators that go out and investigate uh, some claims of the Kentucky Goblins. And if you remember, they said that um, in the letters from people who had had sightings of these, they said that the goblins made a clicking noise.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's interesting that they said that Mothman made a little clicking noise before it screeched
0: and then... And then we'll have to off. talk about Indrid Cole because I still don't know enough about
1: I know. Him,
0: I don't either, But <laughs> he was in the Mothman. He's related to that. Like, there were sightings of him mm-hmm. um, in that and in Hellier. Yes. We'll have to go into that later because I'm not knowledgeable enough to tell you exactly who that is i think they think it's some kind of maybe
1: extraterrestrial that's what they say yeah
0: and they try to contact him in hell year but we're not going to tell you too much about that because that's a whole nother yes that's will.
1: yeah that's our that's our part yeah maybe our part two maybe yeah cryptids is going to be the kentucky goblins
0: So what are we going to do now? Do you want to tell them before we do this? Yes. Kind of prepare?
1: So in the last segment of the show, what we're going to do, I had a couple of questions uh, for the guides just about uh, what exactly the Mothman is. um, You know, what brings him here, things like that. I'm going to get into um, kind of like a channeling state, and I'm going to channel what my guides tell me. Missy's going to ask the questions, and we'll answer her. So stay, bear with
0: us yeah. just a
1: moment. <laughs> BRB. Stay <laughs> tuned. Okay. Okay, we are back. Yes. All right, so. All
0: right, I'm going to start asking some questions, and Christina, like she said, is going to see what her spirit guides come forward with information-wise on the Mothman. And the first one, the first question is, what are cryptids exactly?
1: all right so what so I'm talking to my spirit guide Espy and I'm just listening to what she has to say for just a minute and then I'll start relaying what she says all right so cryptids are different depending on the cryptid she says she said each individual cryptid sighting is different she says that some are factual Some are not. She says some cryptids are actually, you know, exactly what they are. Some are animals that have gone extinct. Oh, wow. To our knowledge. But really, they have not. That's interesting. She says also... Hold on, go back. She says some are animals that have gone extinct in our minds, but they really have not. Some are extraterrestrials that have chosen that form for themselves when they make their appearance. She also says uh, that certain types of cryptids can be a particular type of thought form or an expression of a thought form. She says if you notice with certain cryptid sightings, take note to what is going on within the country or within the area at that particular time. She mentions excuse me. She mentions the Vietnam War for Mothman. She said that sometimes this creates a collective consciousness that per- perpetuates fear
0: mm-hmm.
1: based on the war or whatever the event that is going on. And it creates a type of tulpa. She says a tulpa is the expression of many people believing in a certain topic. And these thought forms actually create a manifestation of that type of creature.
0: That would make sense why there were so many... um sightings of the mothman within that year Mm -hmm. so we're gonna ask next um what is the mothman
1: okay
0: and christina's just kind of pausing just to really like connect with her guides and and get valid information Mm -hmm. so our pauses are deliberate
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right for mothman She says that certain sightings of Mothman are factual. She says that Mothman, uh, when sighted in Point Pleasant, was actually a dimensional interloper. That's the word she used. She says that at certain times in our world, depending on the state of affairs within the world, if the collective vibration is vibrating at a very low speed because there is much fear worry anxiety all these lower emotions keep the collective consciousness in a low state of fear so during mothman of point pleasant because of the vietnam war the collective consciousness within the united states was vibrating at a very low speed and she said at this time when the sightings began and she's giving me a visual she says that the the different dimensions within our world and within you know the the world in general is almost like a uh like an accordion she says that the way that different dimensions lay up against one another and contract and expand is very similar to how an accordion is played and she says that at certain times if the collective consciousness is vibrating at a very low rate due to fear or war or whatever the case may be these different dimensions become more visible than other times she says um she says that when, she almost shows me like tectonic plates, like within the earth. And she shows me that analogy of how uh, the different dimensions kind of interact and co. She says coalesce, but I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, she says that's how they interact with one another. They kind of rub up against each other and vibrate. And... It's almost like she's showing me how, because of all of the fear that was circulating during that time, the veil became so thin that these little like openings in dimensions um, were created. And that's where Mothman began peeking in through at oh. that time. And she says that... She also shows me... Um, I believe it's the chupacabra. She says that this is also the case with the chupacabra that's also an, a dimensional interloper. They say that people that have these sightings are actually having a sighting of something that is passed over from another dimension and is getting ready to pop back into theirs. She shows me how uh, Bigfoot kind of appears in the woods all of a sudden, people okay. see them and then they step behind, you know, like a the trunk of a tree and, and they disappear. Gone. Yeah. That's why Bigfoot is another example of a dimensional interloper. She says they, because their world that they exist in is so close with ours. She says, that's why it makes it so easy mm. for them to pop in and pop out. It's interesting.
0: Um, so I think we know the answer to the next question, what attracts them um, You talked about the vibrational.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Does the geography of an area play a role
1: in cryptid sightings? She says uh, places where there is a, she says break in nature, but I think what what she's showing me is like, where there's beach and then water. Right. Or at a canyon where there's, you know, a huge mountain. She said places like these already exist kind of in another world in and of themselves. She says that the veil is thin around these places. So oftentimes, they. <laughs> oftentimes. Um, our friend Ruby here
0: just <laughs> treated us. <laughs> excuse us, or excuse her, I should say, with a little a little gas. Excuse her if you did hear that. That was. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> no, I heard it was. She was sitting right there, and then she just left the room right afterwards. She like got up, and was like, "I'm out of here." Great day. This is gonna make for great. So leave it in. <laughs> We're not deleting it. Sorry.
1: Can you repeat the
0: question? <laughs> yes. We're talking about... All right. Here she comes back again to Grace's with some more of her gifts of nature. Um, the geography of an area. Oh, that's right. Playing a role. So, like,
1: where... So, basically, where there's breaks in nature, she says. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. She said that uh, it's not always the case, but these are where many of these... <laughs> Many of these uh, thin layers in the veil are. Yeah, my dog definitely farted
0: (laughs) while I was
1: channeling.
0: (laughs) We may have to regroup for a minute. (laughs) Okay, I think that kind of answers it. It, You know, I get it. Okay. Definitely. Why don't you take a couple deep breaths, and then we're going to go to the next question, see if we can grow up okay we are back we are back and we're going we have a couple more questions for christina's spirit guides if it's still sb hey girl hey hey girl. okay (laughs) so the next question we're going to ask is are certain types of people more susceptible to see and have encounters with cryptids
1: she says two things uh surprising actually um She said, the first, people who are open to the spirit world, people who are sensitive to their psychic senses, will sense these creatures better. She said, also, humans who are vibrating at a very low vibration.
0: I knew that was coming. I had an idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah um she said it's one of the two usually if you're sensitive you're more likely to catch sight of them and then be gone she says that's all she says
0: (laughs) It's kind of interesting if you think about, like, the movies that have, like, weird things like that happen. Mm -hmm. It's always some jerk of a guy that's, like, trying to start trouble and is drunk or something. And he's the one that ends up, you know.
1: Yeah. Seeing something crazy. Yeah. So that's
0: very, that's, you know, a lower vibration, like drugs and heavy alcohol and stuff like that. Okay. We're going to ask one more question. We're going to say... Do Mothman sightings really serve as a warning or a bad omen for a disaster to come?
1: She says it serves as a wake-up call, not so much as a warning. She says, in general, Cryptids, Mothman, creatures along. She says that genus of species serve more as. She shows me almost like. Uh, Ruby. Ruby, stop it. Sorry. She doesn't like us talking about cryptids, I guess. Uh, she says that they serve. They serve more as a wake up call. Okay. Serves more as a wake up call. She said, usually by this point, things are already quote unquote bad within a particular area, whether that be spiritually, emotionally or energetically through your vibration. She said, usually when these creatures begin to pop up, it's time to take a look at the events as a whole for each class of individuals. She makes me feel like it's a vibratory thing. Like when you see these, it's like your heads up, like, hey, get your vibe right. Okay. That's what it makes me feel like. And it doesn't feel like a like a condescending thing, but it's more like it should be a collective warning almost like people are feeling disenfranchised or people are living in fear and it should be. She said, obviously these emotions are normal and obviously they are human emotions. But to live in this state for too long is not good for the heart. It's not good for the mind. So take these sightings, specifically with Mothman, as a wake-up call, not a warning.
0: It's kind of interesting, especially if it's supposed to be like a wake-up call for the collective, but they're appearing to like a single person. Mm -hmm. And if somebody comes and tells you, oh my gosh, I saw Bigfoot, you know, like Mothman... How many people are going to believe them? How many people are going to call them crazy? And how does that help the collective if no one's going to believe them, you know? I mean, I, you know, understand what she was saying, but it's like, how is that Mm -hmm. going to
1: help? You know, how can that help? She says, uh, just in response to your question, she says, it's because we as people don't understand energy completely. As of yet,
0: do these beings understand that we don't? And how do they think we're, you know, supposed to take this message and get it across or, you
1: know, she says be that hopeful? She says that some of these creatures do not have a consciousness like we do. She makes me feel like not all cryptids, but some have... An awareness similar to like a parasite. Um, And she's saying they are not parasites, but it's just the analogy she's showing me. She said, these creatures look for the energy that they are able to align with, which is a low vibration. Feed off of that. And she said, it's just like, she shows me like almost like a shark swimming around the ocean, like sniffing for blood. Mm. She said, it's similar in this way. So she said, it's not really, uh, I lost it all of a sudden. She said, it's a vibration thing with energy. Once our awareness and our consciousness rises in terms of what we can do and manifest with energy, then we will also realize that being in a low vibratory pattern also attracts these things. All right. Okay. Well, thank well, you, all right, Espie. guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, Espe
0: <laughs> Thanks for. Listening to us today, if you have your own thoughts on Mothman or yes. comments, or maybe you know somebody out there has seen the Mothman or think they have, we would love to hear about it. Mm-hmm. as always you can find us on facebook on instagram mm-hmm. um the ghosties podcast you yes. can email us at the ghosties podcast at gmail.com yes absolutely um we also have a youtube channel that we're posting videos to, so make sure you check obviously the ghosties podcast yes. on youtube and just kind of keep in touch with us all right until next time bye guys Bye. <laughs>